It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to BGN Radio. Eagles outside linebacker Connor Barwin joins us. I heard you guys are the best Eagles podcaster is out there in Philly, so I'm excited to talk to you guys. Right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. Fueled by Duncan Philly and part of the Liberty Broadcast Network. Right here on MixLR.com. And I uh, want to thank everybody again for tuning in to yet uh, another uh, Eagles l- or BGN Radio live edition. I think we're going to be doing a lot more of these because, uh, well, well, one, they're so much fun. And two, we got some other stuff coming up on the horizon that I think we might be able uh, to uh, let you in on. But the reason why we're all here, obviously, is uh, the Evan Mathis thing, you know. Um, where it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's kind of, a, there's a lot to kind of, uh, digest here. So we'll, we'll obviously want to take your phone calls, 267-245-6066. If you are out there listening. And in fact, we have, uh, somebody on the line right now and we'll just tell them to hold on just for, just for a little bit longer as I want to introduce, uh, my co-host and my uh, partner in crime right here on BGN radio live, Mr. Matt Daring from our Eagles. What's happening, pal? It's a black day here, John. It's a black day. It's a black day for him. And indeed, and We'll, uh, well, you know, there, we did talk to Evan Mathis during, um, you know, the draft process when we were doing all those live shows for that. We'll play some of those comments that, it, you know, it didn't, it didn't sound like, uh, he, he was going to be too uh, disgruntled coming in here, but that's just my opinion. I know there's a lot of different takes, but we'll start with this. Both sides are dumb. I think the Eagles fucked up. I think Evan fucked up. And I think Rosenhaus fucked up. Uh, and that's that's the only real rationale that I can come out of this thing. This ended up being like a, a big pissing contest because if you just look at the 
the line, and trust me, there's some information missing here. There's something that's not quite there yet as far as the timeline because it doesn't, doesn't really make sense. But we heard about this stuff coming up, you know. We heard about Howie Roseman and the whole, and, and uh, Evan Mathis in the front office. And from what we were told, you know, it was the first, the first thing was he was asking for a raise and Howie, Howie just put up his big middle finger and said, you know what, you're on the block. And that's kind of how it started. Then you get this leak today that obviously came from Roseman's camp or a couple of days ago that's saying, you know, well, actually, he was offered a million dollars, turned it down, and which still doesn't make sense to me. And and then that now he wants it back. Like, it, it, there's something missing there, man. And I, I can't really put those pieces together there. But I, I know you're, you, you had a pretty close relationship with Evan as far as being texting buddies and him coming doing, uh, you know, stuff on uh, our Eagles and things like that. But what's your overall feel with this whole situation and how it played out? I find it hard to believe that he would uh, turn down a raise. Um, yeah, exactly. I, I Would you turn down a raise? I, Never. I don't, I, yeah, you know, like, okay, I got this raise. I can get another one. I, I, I sort of feel like, you know, maybe that raise came at the expense of something else. You know, like, we're going to, okay, we'll give you a new contract. It'll come with a little more money next year, but it's going to come with, like, less money the following year. Or, I don't know, <clears throat> something like that. I couldn't say. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if, if he really screwed up all that bad. I, I think that a lot of these guys, you know, you get contracts and then you just immediately can't wait to get your next one. I, mean, I don't want to make him sound like, you know, he's a, he's a bad guy who doesn't come through in his obligations. Obviously, he did everything that was required and he did a great job while he was here. But he... Um, uh, he you know, you know, he, these guys, like, they, they love new contracts. You know, guy, they can't, they can't wait to get the next contract. They, they, they love it. So when you, uh, when something like this happens, you know, I bet he's thinking like, you know, sweet, I get a new signing bonus. And like, you think he's going to miss a beat salary wise? Like, I don't, I don't think there's that. And, you know, he's going to get a new signing bonus. Maybe he's even going to get a little bit of maybe a money bump or, or something like that. But like, these guys' contracts are toilet paper. You know, the NFL is a terrible labor situation. So, so when when you see something like this happen, you think the players, yeah, he's got to be relieved. Like I said, I mean, he's he's not a jackass. He's just he's a guy. He's got he's got family. He's got obligations. He's got some dogs. Like you know how dogs are. <laughs> uh, so, so uh, I think that you know in this terrible labor situation, like like you just try to deal in you know qual- quantity of contracts. Uh, if you can't deal in quality, I. I get that. I, I just don't understand. You know, I, I understand probably if you're trying to engineer a cut because one, you know, we were talking about this just before we jumped on one, you can go and choose your next employer. You can get that next signing bonus and that's direct guaranteed money in your pocket. And I totally understand that. But it's also, I mean, wasn't he already one of the top 10 cards <laughs> as far as a salary goes? I mean, it's, I don't think it's, so. Was he? I mean, like, I, I, like, but, but you get, I mean, you have guys, you have guys that got stupid contracts. And everyone was better in all of them, and he didn't get a stupid contract. And now, you know, you know, and I don't, I don't think he's going to get one now, uh, even with this. But we'll have to check out and see. Of course, we want to know what uh, what everybody out there thinks too. So feel free two six seven two four five sixty sixty six. And if my eyes don't deceive me, I believe we have one of our favorites on the line. Stephen, are you there, bud? I am here. What's up, my friend? How are you? Thanks for calling in. So yeah, I mean, you know, this whole Evan Mathis thing. Um, I think I heard a couple of people describe it as 
It's uh, it's surprising and shocking, or excuse me, expected and shocking all at the same time. But how are you taking this in right now, bud? Well, you you can kind of see it just unraveling over the course of the past few months. But my thing is, didn't we go through this same thing before the season started last year? And he ended up playing ball. He ended up showing up for the better of the team, played throughout the season, played played at a high level when he was on the field. And it it, it did kind of surprise me to see it actually happen because Chip does strike me as, as a person and as a coach that values the offensive line. I don't think that if Jason Peters was in this situation, we would see this happen at all, at all. Um, so for Evan Mathis to go through that, I don't think the age is the biggest thing because obviously we don't have 22, 23, 24-year-old uh, backups that are getting ready to be plugged in and groomed for the future. Um, so I, I don't know where the disconnect really happened. And, you know, worst-case scenario, you don't pay him. Uh, mandatory minicamp starts when? Tuesday, make him show up or, you know, go through that process. I, I just don't understand the timing of it and letting him go. I, again, if it was Jason Peters, in that situation, I don't think we'd even be be seeing this unfold the way it has. And, uh, you know, talking about destinations for him, uh, you're talking about Miami, perhaps. Well, do they even have money to pay him what he would be speaking on the market? I mean, I don't see uh, it, the whole thing is just kind of confusing. Yeah. I, and it, and then just like I said at the top, like I think there is there's still a lot of there's a lot of information that's still missing throughout this whole thing. Um, I, I think Adam Kaplan today had hinted at. You know, uh, the the that with that leak story, it really pissed off a lot of people in there because I I know that's um, obviously Chip doesn't like that. You know, Chip doesn't like that kind of stuff out there. He likes to just kind of keep everything in house. And it's more surprising to me that there are some people that are flipping out about this. And it's you know that are Joe Banner fans, and this is <laughs> this is kind of a Joe Banner move. You know, this Absolutely. is. This is saying, hey, we're not going to break and bend into whatever contract demands you have. You, you know, we made this contract with you, um, and and that's it. <laughs> you got to honor it or get out. And uh, I don't know how much. Here, here's what I'll play, and then uh, we'll let Stephen go here. But I, I, I want to. I, I just want everybody to hear this. This was Evan Mathis on draft night, night one, and this is we asked him, how is it going to be through all this mayhem and all this other stuff. What's it going to be like when you finally show up and come back into Philadelphia? They'd kill me if I didn't ask you. And, and just to follow up on that, you said, you know, if you're here, uh, I know there's been a lot of stuff that's going to be, been going back and forth, uh, you know, even to last off season, And now, uh, you know, it looks like you are on the trading block again, either by the Eagles or you had requested it or any of the guts, that good stuff. If you're still here in Philadelphia, you know, does your attitude uh, kind of change at all? Are you kind of are you upset to still kind of be here, um, type of thing? Or how are you feeling uh, about that if uh, trade doesn't go down, Evan? It doesn't. It doesn't matter where I am. I'm going to be the same person as a player. I think that's the reason I've become who I am as a player. Is you know, I can block everything else out and and put the focus in, put the work in, and just you know, be the best I can as a player. And it's not. I mean, there's no. There's no emotion or situation that's going to make me less of a player, make me slack, or do anything like that. All I know how to do is is to work as hard as I can and play as hard as I can, and that's that's what I'm going to continue to do until I'm done. And it's really hard to not take him at his word with that, you know. I I, I don't know, so I I I honestly think there could be a couple other things going on here. But uh, yeah, Stephen, anything else on your mind with this whole thing, bud? No, it's it's just surprising. I'd like to see how it unfolds over the, over the course of the next few months, and I just hope Alan Barber is as 
half as good of a left guard as Evan Mathis was. <laughs> well, I, I could probably tell you the answer to that. It's probably going to be no, but uh, Stephen, we, mm-hmm. we we appreciate the time, my friend. Um, and that's that's one other thing that's that's going to be interesting as as far as you know. Um, you know, Tobin coming along, and I know there's some people that are still worried about whatever else is happening uh, in here right now. And I got to tell you, before I go back to Matt, we have we have a little bit of surprise for you, everybody, uh, from the the depths of the beautiful Florida. Hopefully, uh, tanned, hydrated, getting ready to be married this weekend. Uh, of now former BGNer and BGN radio host, Mr. Mike K, covering the Jaguars. Now, what's happening, buddy? How are you? Hey, man. Just uh, how about this off season, huh? Huh. Gosh, man, I'm enjoying this offseason so much. Wait, what? <laughs> what did I oh my goodness! But yeah, I mean, yeah, man, we, this isn't. Uh, this is kind of stuff we all thought coming, and you know, even back in March, we didn't expect Evan Mathis to kind of stick around and be here. But um, yeah, just right. your, just your thoughts here, bud. I mean, yeah, kind of kind of a weird timing. Uh, still for me, I, I I still think it's a dumb move for both both parties here. But curious is uh, what you're thinking. I mean, I've heard around that uh, there was probably no way this is going to be resolved. Um, this is kind of the way it was always kind of going to go. Uh, you know, I think there's uh, an issue between kind of perception reality. I think there are guys that have been with Andy that. You know, are used to a certain way. Obviously, Evan was with Andy for only two years, and you know, there wasn't much of like a background there. But I think a lot of guys coming into this, I'm trying to look for the right words because I want to choose my words really carefully here. But I don't think there's an issue with Chip and the locker room, but I do think guys are kind of thrown off by his kind of way of handling things because it's not really typically done the way he's doing it in the NFL, and I think guys are scared of that, and I think guys don't necessarily know how to cope with it. I think Evan was one of those guys. So, it, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, basically what you're saying is just like, you know, and I think we saw this with a couple other vets of, you know, Trent Cole not being, you know, too happy with him, him being released and all this stuff. They're just, um, there comes a point where I, th- I think it just kind of fits into that mantra of like, yeah, it, you know, Chip has a certain way that he's doing it, and, and I don't know how iron-fisted it is, but with these type of moves, I know it's the perception Certainly seems like it. If you're used to a certain way, if and if they were used to Andy in a certain way, and they didn't adapt and want to do that thing, I you know I think that's definitely something that factors into this thing. And I and Matt even brought up the case of like, hey, and if you're not happy and you want to choose your next job, getting cuts the best way to do that. Do you agree with you know that side of it? This was pretty much just another engineered cut by uh, by Rose uh, Rosenhaus and Mathis and maybe even the Eagles as well. To an extent, I think I think Chip's Chip style kind of clashes with the, the, the thinking of a lot of guys. Chip obviously doesn't like guys that, you know, have open opinions. And Evan was obviously one of those. Shady was obviously one of those. Deshaun was obviously one of those. And I think when you're looking at the way with him, I don't think Evan wants to play Chip anymore. Straight up. That's just a, an educated assumption. But I got the feeling that this was a more about more than money because you know going in that if they call your bluff, you're getting cut and you're being passed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it wasn't like, I never took this as, hey, this is going to be all about money. And obviously having covered the team for as long as I, I did before, obviously moving on to the Jaguars, you know, you ask around. There are a lot of guys that really don't like Chip. I mean, I've talked to a lot of former 
players and current players that have not always had the nicest thing or most, you know, backing of Chip. But that said, there are a lot of guys in that locker room who do appreciate him. Zach Ertz isn't lying when he says that he wants people that are going to buy in. I mean, uh, Jason Peters is clearly bought in. Um, you know, there's Brent Selleck has. There are guys that have really bought into what Chip wants to do, and that's who he wants. And I don't think that, that that's peculiar. I think every coach wants the guys that want to play yeah. for their coach. Yeah, so I, I don't think Chip was in the wrong. I think Evan leaving was a good thing for both sides. If you're not counting financials, yeah, I, I just I, and I don't know. And Matt, I'll I'll come back to you on this one, buddy, because I I just think that this is more. Um, I know where I wasn't as concerned with O line depth because you know Mathis was here. I could let that go in the draft that they decided. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna take a third rounder in the in, in, into next year. I still think that's an okay move and all that stuff. I, I just, it's still, I guess, odd, you know, odd that they didn't go after an offensive lineman in the draft uh, and target one, you know, high, considering that they probably knew this outcome was coming. Has that changed your mind on the offensive line depth or anything like that right now? I don't know. I kind of have to wonder if the the practices and the OTAs that they've seen so far didn't help accelerate this a little bit. I think that, Obviously, you know, the timing sucks and the timing, their timing has always sucked. Like the gang ties stuff, still hearing about that. Um, right. But, but, you know, I wonder if they weren't like, yeah, all right. Uh, I think we're good enough with these guys and this guy doesn't want to be here anymore. Let's, uh, let's turn him loose. Um, you know, like if they're okay, if they feel okay about Barbara, if they feel okay about Tobin, if they feel okay about, um, you know, Dennis Kelly or, uh, or Gardner, yeah. So you know these guys are—they're there. I mean, they're not—they're not even Mathis. But if, if he doesn't want to be here, then you know, like, let's go and let's find somebody who does that sort of thing. I don't know. Maybe that's not the best way to build a team, but I gotta think that like, there's been a few things that have happened in the last couple of days, not just like some contract stuff leaking out. Yeah, and and I do think that there, you know, there's been um, some things, and actually, our good friend Randy's pointing this out in the. In the in the chat room, that you know, Mathis has a tendency to revert to uh, uh, Mud's blocking scheme at times. Kind of puts Peters on an island. Uh, you've heard Chip say that they, they definitely wanted to get more physical. Um, I, I, not to say that Mathis isn't physical, but he's not one of those big mauler type of you know you know beater upper like run game guys. Um, uh, even though PFF absolutely loves him, but uh, Mike, do you think that plays into it uh, at, as well or? Is that kind of like a, a more secondary? I think that's more of a secondary thing. I think if you're, you know, um, I forgot. I made a decent point on Twitter, and I'm trying. Oh, the reason why I think he was cut now is because you cut him before mandatory minicamp, where he either has to show up and he does show up, and it becomes a story there, or he doesn't show up and it becomes a bigger story. I think you had to give these guys the reps that they wanted. I mean, to that point, I do think that they're probably encouraged by what they've seen, but I think they've always been kind of encouraged by what they've seen. That's why you don't take the bluff and you don't pay Evan more. Um, but I think Matt's on point with that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it just wasn't an attitude match. You know, you had Shady who said the relationship was never great. I never got was of the opinion that Evan and he him were really uh, compatible. Honestly, Evan's the type of guy that likes to do things by his own, you know, standard. And I guess it just really 
doesn't like that. And, you know, I know he was, I know Evan was kind of upset when Todd left, when Todd was cut and Trent was cut. So it's not really a surprise, honestly. I, I'm not surprised by any of this. I mean, how this affects Kelsey, how this affects Peters, how this affects Wayne is another thing. But, um, you know, guards are replacing everybody always says that. And, yeah. um, you know, I think so. I, they love COVID. He really loves Tobin. The rise of Tobin is great. Sorry, I yeah, just put that out there. No, if they were going to cut him, they would have done. If, they, if this was the plan all along, if the plan here was to call his bluff or try to lowball him or whatever else, they would have cut him already, you know, save themselves the headache, save themselves, you know, done the right thing by a player so they can continue to say, you know, we cut guys early so they can get the market and blah, blah, blah. Like, I think that this was whatever happened here it was a recent development. And I, I, I just don't think I just I mean, obvious uh, this is obviously wrong. This is bald faced wrong, but I'm going to go ahead and say it anyway. I don't think that adults behave like this as a matter of course. Uh, you know, I I, uh, I I used to have a shitty IT job at a law firm in Philly called Fox Rothschild. What's up, guys? And um, when I left, this guy who I worked with, he said, like, you know, Matt, you uh it seems like you just keep expecting adults to behave like adults. And he said, I think 30% of adults behave like adults. And the other the other 70% really don't. So stop waiting. By the way, I tell this, this advice to all my classes and everything. Like you guys, you guys should really, should really listen to this. But anyway, I think that like, like adults don't behave like this. Adults don't just like say like, Oh, there's too much. He said, she said, there's just too much drama, blah, blah, blah. Like it's not, that's not how they do things. Like something else must've happened, you know? Maybe he continued to make it known that he wasn't happy here. Maybe they were encouraged by the results of someone else and it tipped the scales. But, like, if the plan was always to not have him when the season started, then they would have done something about it already because there's no reason not to. I always just go back to, you know, a lot of it is it's nine Howie guys are down now. They've killed all the Howie that's pretty much left in the building except for Howie himself. So, uh, Mike, I mean, are we on Howie watch now? I mean, is it? It's about getting that time for uh, whatever kind of, you know, honorary uh, separation that they're going to have here and mutually, you know, leave each other and do all this other stuff or, you know, when's, know. when's that happening? I don't think so. I think, it, I'm, I'm telling you, I think that they waited out because God forbid Chip decides to leave next year or Chip gets fired. I'm just putting it I'm just giving you a scenario. You know, are you going to stick with his boy, Ed? Like, What's going to happen there? I mean, Howie actually had a pretty decent, uh, you know, outside of some uh, things behind the scenes, had a pretty decent tenure as a general manager, and he's not going to get hired as a general manager anywhere else. So maybe, you know, Jeffrey wants to, uh, you know, back himself a little bit, and after the chip leaves or chip turns up to, to go somewhere else or whatever have you, or they go 3-13 and 13 this year, you have some backing, you know? But doesn't that say, doesn't that say a lot? If nobody else is going to hire Howie Roseman as a general manager, I think. Well, I think. Okay, so here's the thing. So you you work your way up in a company um, through um, an or an or uh, an unorthodox means that you need more to that company than you do from another. And so, like for instance, let's say you were in journal, like let's say you're in journalism, right? And you started off as a printer salesman. Okay, um, and you're a really good printer salesman, but then you've gotten to journalism because this great blog uh, existed, and you join that, right? So, you know, some people, and, and you had a very abrasive style, but it was funny, and people loved you. 
and you're admired figures by an audience. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm sorry? Do a lot of stick figures? <laughs> yeah, you draw a lot of stick figures. You know, sometimes you might not get looks from other places, and you have to find your own niche. And I think what Howie has done is find his own niche with in the Eagles. I, his dream job is being the Jets general manager or president. I don't know if I see that ever happening, just because Woody Johnson makes a lot of really terrible decisions. There goes my future employment running for the Jets. Um, but, you know, uh, I'm just saying, I, I don't think it makes a lot of sense just to fire him now. Why? You're going to pay a salary anyway. You might as well have him do stuff with the salary cap. Yeah, I guess it's, I, I don't think it's going to happen unless there's other, another job offer that comes along. But I don't know. It's it's weird. We always say and give credit and do all that stuff. And I'm not doubting that a lot of that stuff was under how he's watching. He made a lot of those decisions. But we don't. we still don't know exactly what he did. You know, it's really tough to kind of pinpoint. It's like, that's how he, that's how he, that's how he, that's how he type of thing. And I know it's a hotly debated, especially around the BGN uh, radio threads and all that stuff, football guy versus, you know, this type of style and all that other stuff. But I I don't know. I I just think that um, I would tend to put more blame on the Mathis situation based on the information that we have now on Howie Roseman. Uh, you know, th- this has kind of got the, the, the ball rolling here. And however it was screwed up or messed up or anything else like that, here we are. Part of it, I mean, I, not all of it, but I, I would I would say, you know, this he kind of got the ball rolling with this thing. And we're not exactly sure how the back and forth went on that. So um, the, the recent leak about Mathis' contract screamed a leak, but not in a good way. So yeah, I'll, I'll I, leave that at that. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was, was from that side or if that was from the uh, – Rosenhaus camp. I assumed it was from him because uh, that's what we heard. Adam Kaplan kind of hinted at that, but I don't. I don't know. Um, that makes a ton of sense, though. If that's you know, if that's out there. But Matt, I mean, just overall now that besides Mathis, besides all that other stuff, do you think? I guess how much, how much worse off are the is the Eagles' offensive line now that Evan isn't here? Is there anybody that you're still concerned about? Um, I'm probably still the homerist homer homer with Matt Tobin because I think he's a great run blocker. And if he can ever figure out how to pass block, I think he's going to be a really good offensive lineman for this team. But anything else that you're looking out there that concerns or makes you happy with the situation going forward? No, it's not great. I mean, it's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not where it was. It's not where it should be. It's not, I mean, it's not super duper. I, I think it'll be okay. I mean, it's gotta be right. I don't know. No, not at all. That could be terrible. No, it like, does. It, it does. It's got to be. Um, no, I, I don't know. I mean, I. it's it's for sure it's not great. But, um, you know, they'll put something together and they'll figure it out or something, right? Well, this is, it. I guess this is the other thing. Well, I'll follow you up with this. You know, does this still mean that there's a possibility that Kendricks could get traded for something if they, if they really do need this type of thing? I don't know. Mike, sure. any thoughts I mean, on that? Oh, uh, traded for what? I don't. I don't understand the correlation. To be honest with you, but I, no. I could see him. I, I don't. Kendrick's I don't for see. a guard or a safety, maybe. Yeah, yeah. That's Is that what, what I'm you're saying. asking? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I could see him or Boykin getting traded. Still, I don't think. I don't think both of those guys will be on the team this year. Yeah, I, I think one might, but I don't think both will. And, and I, I would, would put money on it. Yeah, and I, I would tend to almost put uh, put the chip on Boykin right now, just because on. Well, yeah. I guess I guess it kind of depends on the return. Like if somebody comes in with a, a mind blowing offer for Kendricks, if you know for for some odd reason the Chicago Bears really want him and they're willing to give you a whole bunch of stuff for him, why not? But um, 
even then, I don't, I don't know. It's still, it's you know, it definitely uh, not an uneventful offseason, as, as I'm sure uh, we uh, we kind of expected after the whole shuffle. And it was just like dynamite, man. Roseman goes out, everything else goes crazy, and now there's this football team that nobody has really any good grasp or idea whether it's better, it's worse, it's going to stay the same. I think they've improved in a lot of different ways, and there's other things that you're just like, wow, that is a that is the biggest fattest question mark on the planet here and um you know i I think we're just going to keep it light and wrap it up but we appreciate everybody listening and joining us right here on bgn radio live we're going to be doing a lot more of these things as i said at the top of the show um and uh some potential surprises for some maybe uh some a midweek show we're trying to build this thing up so wednesdays become like the live edition along with the you know the reaction shows on sunday and all this other good stuff but yeah i heard lebron james is going to be there uh james uh yeah um yeah, we uh, we're uh, very pumped to kind of do all this stuff. So it's it's a it's a new venture, and we're dipping our tippy toes, and we uh, we really can't edit anything. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna try and uh, just uh, keep this going. But uh, Mike K, uh, soon to be, uh, you know, husband and uh, you know, father and kids and all that good stuff. How are you feeling uh, coming towards this weekend, sir? And give me your final thoughts. Um, you know, I, I'm feeling good, and I feel like. Uh a lot of my Jaguars readers have embraced me. I, some of the Philly fans have also embraced me, but these hoes ain't loyal. I, I, I lost like, I think I lost like a thousand Eagles followers Damn. after I switched. Yeah. <laughs> it was something like that. It was something crazy. But you don't want to hear about your Jaguars shit. I mean, a, a few of our loyal people have stuck around. I know Randy and all you guys have put up with my Jaguars posts, but you know, I'm feeling good entering this weekend. You know, everybody keeps asking me if I'm nervous. I don't get nervous about these things. I get ner- nervous about herpes. I don't worry. Get nervous <laughs> about, you know what I mean? Like, I, I've, there's been a lot of thought coming into this. Plus, I look really, really good in my tux. But <laughs> not to brag. You know, or I wanted to. I never put this in audio, and I wanted to because uh, I kind of like left weird abruptly. But uh, hopefully, I'll be on the hundredth show. But I wanted to thank all you guys who are listening because. You know, John, uh, Brandon, and I started this, uh, what was it, a year and a half ago? Yeah. And it has just blown up into this amazing thing. And I'm so proud of John and so proud of Brandon and so proud of Matt and James and Patrick and Dan and pretty much anybody who's on here. I'm proud of Ben. Ben's doing a great job of slicing me because I'm like a really terrible writer. And uh, you guys uh, you guys really got me through a lot and got us through a lot. And, uh, we're forever grateful. and. Uh, yeah, man, I love you guys, and you guys are the reason why I'm at where I'm at right now, writing professionally and going to OTAs and training camp and seeing all these O-linemen bare asses in <laughs> locker rooms. So, like any advice thank you. Hashtag bare ass offensive linemen. Well, uh, we have a request from uh, Randy uh, Jops, uh, you know, uh, our fellow uh, fellow friend here. More Stephen Morris updates he requests of you. Uh, of course. Cause... Oh God. <laughs> oh man. Uh, awesome, man. Well, uh, yeah, you know, again, uh, thank you so much. We'll see you for episode 100, which will be next week and we'll figure all that stuff out. But, uh, Matt Daring, your final thoughts, my friend. Yeah, I'm bummed. Um, I really liked Devin. I thought he was, uh, thought he was, well, obviously he was a good player, but I thought he was a fun guy. You know, it was sort of fun to have these guys on here and, you know, a little bit of personality, adding a little bit of spice and everything to the team. You know, so many, so many athletes are boring. I mean, we follow the Phillies and like there's just top to bottom. It's just all like room temperature water right there. So I don't know. It was it was a little fun to have, like, you know, a little bit of a little bit of spice, a little bit of zest. It really uh, pretty bad, but pretty bummed. But like, I don't know. 
like Evan a lot personally. I hope he hope he finds what he's looking for. I hope he gets what he wants. And I think he will. I think he's that kind of person. So good luck to him. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, he was absolutely by far one of my favorite guys on the team. And you know, we're gonna we're gonna miss him a lot. And, Maybe uh, you know, maybe misses his skill set here. I know uh, PFF's probably freaking out. At least most of those guys are. But uh, um, I just think it's um, you know, buckle up, man. <laughs> well, we're we're gonna see how this plays out, and hopefully, it's uh, you know, preseason can't get here soon enough because now we're gonna, now we're gonna have that you know mini training camp, that mandatory mini uh, training camp, and then it's gonna be the dead zone, and we're just gonna be spitting out takes like you know crazy here. So. Uh, the faster we can get uh, get going on with everything, um, the uh, the the better my sanity. So uh, for myself, John Barchard, uh, for uh, Mr. Matt Daring, and of course uh, Jags beat reporter, Mr. Mike K. We thank you so much for joining us right here on BGN Radio Live on BleedingGreenNation dot com and LibertyBroadcast dot co. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. Fueled by Duncan Philly and part of the Liberty Broadcast Network.